All right, guys, welcome back to the show. So Chris couldn't be here tonight, but that's okay. We're uh, we're doing a fun recording here, and I got my boy Freddie with the uh, amazing uh, electrical socket hair going on right now. I love it. That's fantastic, which is hilarious because nine times out of a ten I, that I see you, you've got a backwards hat on looking similar to what I'm doing right now. And the one time I try to rock it like you, you show up looking like an adult, sort of, maybe the one that just woke up. I don't know. What the heck is going on? I mean, I, I I had to show the new haircut, man. Like, um, oh. I wasn't wearing backwards hat, but it's starting to be my thing. Like, everyone expects me to wear a backwards hat. Yeah. So I have to throw in the wild card every now and then. Oh, I yeah. Mean, it does look thing. fine. It, it, it matches the hoodie because, I mean, Tesla. Tesla? You're, <laughs> you got an Elon Musk thing going on? Pretty right. much. That's fair. I got you. I got you. All right, so uh, brought you on, man. We're going to talk some uh, NFL today. We're going to have a little fun going over what all has been happening so I'm, I'm going to run down a few things, and then you just give me your thoughts, man. We'll just we'll ping-pong this back and forth. All right, so the Texans hire – I'm going to try to say these names right, and if I screw them up, I apologize. Uh, the Texans hired David Culley to be their new head coach. I don't like it. Okay. Why don't you like it? Well, all right, first off, do you know what he did before this? He was a wide receiver coach for the Chiefs and um, there was another team. I think it was the Dolphins? No. Well, he, most recently, I'm not sure what he did, but recently he was the passing coordinator for the Ravens. Yes, that's passing who it was. coordinator for the Ravens. I just had to go look this up because I was just curious. So this man... No, I, I had to look it up too because, I mean, I have to put in my own input because of well, people at work. They said... Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't like it. It's a really cheap move on the Texans, hiring a passing coordinator that's not even a real coordinator job, like, you know, offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator. It it's is. a real job, but you know what I mean? Like everyone always goes for the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator because they have more, you know, experience and more strategy. Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. Um, I looked it up just because uh, I was curious. So I was he's the passing coordinator, right? So he's in charge of their passing game and I guess what plays are supposedly called and all this. So I was, I was curious. I looked it up. So 2020 passing rankings. Do you know where the Ravens ranked? Any They're guess? last or second to last, right? Dead last. Dead last. 32 out of 32 teams, they averaged 171.9 yards passing per game. Okay. All right. Okay. Bit of a doubt. Maybe it was a bad season. I don't know. I know Mark Andrews was slightly injured here and there. They had COVID problems. So maybe that was part of the issue. So I went back, just curious, and I started looking at Lamar Jackson's stats. So first season, uh, he comes in late. He gets six touchdowns, three interceptions. Not bad for a rookie season. Next season, 36 touchdowns, six interceptions. Pretty decent, pretty decent. This year, 26 touchdowns, nine interceptions, but yet they're throwing less than 180 yards per game in that. It's the passing game coordinator, and they're not passing. How does that make any sense? So I, I can honestly see. Okay, so we see this higher. This further adds to the drama that's already been building in Houston, okay? So we've had Deshaun Watson, who's come out. Now, and let me rephrase this. He didn't originally come out and say he wanted to be traded. What he did is that his people started alluding to it. His people started leaking it out there, that he was unhappy with the way things were going. Uh, he was frustrated to begin with when they traded DeAndre Hopkins for nothing. Uh, he was frustrated when uh, he was told by the owner and the current GM at that time, and I guess whoever this 
Easterby guy is that supposedly is like a cult leader down there at Houston that's taken over. It's ridiculous. How do you go from being a chaplain for the New England Patriots to like a vice president for the Houston Texans? I got to learn that one because if I can do that, I'm going to go ahead and send my resume into Bill Belichick and see if I can become his chaplain as well. I'm just saying, I'm going to throw it out there. They, all they can say is no. All they can say is no. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I probably I mean, hey, last. if you do that, you can send me, you know, a strength and conditioning position. No, that's right. Too. I just I wouldn't do well because when you're a chaplain like that, you have to do for all religions. And I'll go ahead and tell everybody now I'm slightly biased. Uh, but we won't go into that right now. So the problems with the owner, uh, Easterby or whatever his name is, and then the GM that they got rid of, I mean, mm-hmm. there, there were some issues there. So Deshaun was unhappy. They told him that they were going to allow him to have a discussion, have his input in there as far as who the coach was going to be coming in, who the new GM was going to be, and he put all his feelings out there, who they should talk to. They didn't listen. They did their own thing. They hired uh, Nick Serio from the Patriots. Now, Nick was has done a fantastic job under Bill Belichick helping to build that organization. I mean, he's been there for a while, and they've won a couple championships while he was helped building the team, okay? You can make the argument all you want to that it had nothing to do with Belichick and how he built the team, so it was all due to Tom Brady since he's back in another Super Bowl. We'll get back to that later. So, But Deshaun's been unhappy with the fact that this wasn't the GM he wanted. They didn't interview the coach that he wanted, and then they hired this guy who supposedly is good at passing, but his team sucks at passing. And now Deshaun has officially demanded a trade and has taken every bit of Houston related stuff off of his uh, social media. I mean, literally he has taken everything. He has put it out there that he's toast. He's done. He's out of here. And now even uh, rumors are that JJ Watt is now going to be done in Houston as well, which I can kind of see that they're going to save 17 and a half million if they get rid of JJ Watt. So that's probably a done deal. But you, you, what do you think about Deshaun demanding a trade? What do you, do you think it's fair that he's demanding it? Oh, 100%. Okay. I, 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 I agree with this situation player-wise because, I mean, he just, he's just getting the crumbs at this point because, you know, you trade away a top-five receiver for a running back that's been hurt a lot, and he's been in the league for, I think, six or seven years. It's been a good chunk of change that he's been there, and then you don't get any other receivers. I mean, you have Will Fuller, you have – um, Brandon Cooks. The guy, who? Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks, who he's slightly decreasing now. Well, he's also see. yeah, he's also smaller. He's extremely fast, but he's just not able to consistently do it. Now he don't get me wrong, he had good fantasy points this year. Uh, Will really Fuller, Will points. Fuller can't stay healthy. David Johnson, I don't know what it, what the deal was. I guess he was a one hit wonder over there for the Cardinals, and ever since then he's not been able to stay healthy and. Uh, maintain what they were doing. Maybe it was the Bruce Arians offense that he was in. That, that's what helped him because all of a sudden Leonard Fournette and uh, Ronald Johnson look pretty good this year. So I don't know. Yeah. So Deshaun has said that he wants out. Now the GM Casario has come out and has flat out said that the team is not interested or even to looking into trading the player. I love how he said that the player did not say Deshaun said the team is not interested in trading the player. I don't know if the uh, vagary of how he said that, I don't know how that settles with Deshaun. Uh, so that could be interesting. I know from uh, reports, they've not had a single conversation yet is my understanding. So Nick Serio has not even had a chance to uh, try to woo him, try to explain to him how they're going to help him. 
Uh, but it, yeah, I mean, it could it could potentially get ugly. Did you see? Um, he's potentially supposed to get twenty one million dollars this year. Did you see that? How much money he was going to lose like per game? It was like half a million dollars a game, or mm-hmm. like or it was fifty. No, let me rephrase that. I think it was fifty thousand dollars a day is what they could find him for not showing up. Fifty thousand dollars a day. How many how many years of work do you have to do to miss a week of Deshaun's work? <laughs> I would have to be as old as like the old biblical characters and the Washington old people. biblical characters. I <laughs> I can't even specify anyone. I mean, who who was it? Abraham's dad? How old is he? He's like what? 200 years, something like that? Uh, it wasn't Abraham's. Oh, you're talking, I'm talking about Methuselah that was like 940-something years old when he died. He was yeah, like the I, I person ever. I have to be ever. that old in order to miss yeah. Sean's pain. I can't remember how old Abraham's dad that was when he died. All I know is that Joker was like 100 years old when he had a kid. God bless yeah. him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Could you yeah, imagine I, that? I'd have to be that situation. Bro, I'm, I'm 37, and I couldn't imagine starting over with a toddler or a child. Like Jonas is enough. At five years old, he's enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank God I have a bunch of teenagers to help me watch him. So potentially, uh, potentially Houston, Houston's got a serious problem. And I'll be honest with you, I'm not 100% sure, in my opinion, what they should do. Okay, I, I, let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. Nick Casario could truly win the day if he could somehow convince Deshaun to come back and he could convince him to give it a shot and to really start building the program around him. Nick Casario could do some amazing things if he could hold on to him. His college football coach, what did he call him? He called Deshaun Watson the Michael Jordan of football. This kid could be unbelievable. He's like, what, 25, 26 years old. He's doing. He's putting up stats that like only Joe Montana and a few others have put up before. But the team around him is absolutely trash. No first round picks, nothing. But mm-hmm. what do you do? I mean, if he can't, if he can't get him back, do you just keep finding him and making the situation worse? Do you trade him and get what you can? I mean, what would you do? Trade him. I mean, you're not even going to have the conversation. You just—he's out the door. He's—he—he's he, shown his. I hand would have him. a conversation with. I would just say like, "Look, you've been treated unfair." Here's your ticket out of here. Go to a good wow. team. Okay. Because like right, he's now. he's a great player. I mean, it's like how you said he's 25 years old. He's a he's what a two-time Pro Bowl or something like that. Pretty 25 much. years old as a quarterback with a horrible team like four and twelve. And then the one time they actually did good was when he was balling out with DeAndre. And I mean he's young, like how you said. He's smart. He's a fighter. He's a com- competitor. You just got to give him your respect to him and just say, "Hey, man, look, we'll send you to a good team. We just okay. can't." All right, so I got I got to bring this up. So you and I were having a debate previously about what it would take in order to trade for um, Deshaun. Now mm-hmm. I'm going to allude to something, and we're going to jump around subjects a little bit here. But you sent me a picture. I assume you found this. This proposal was done by Bill Barnwell. Is what you sent me. I guess you got this off ESPN Plus. And so his prediction of what it would take for the Patriots to get him. Okay. So the Patriots would receive Deshaun Watson, Cahill Warring, a tight end, and a 2022 sixth round pick. In return, the Patriots would send the Texans the 15th overall pick, a third round comp pick this year. Uh, no, yeah, this year, uh, a 2022 first round pick, a 2023 second round pick jc jackson and Nikhil harry is what you sent me mm. i mean 
I think we have proven that. So basically what you were suggesting and agreeing with, because you said it even before this, that it would take two first rounders, Nikhil Harry and some good, good other pieces. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that if we look at the big news uh, over the weekend of Matthew Stafford getting traded to the Rams, I would say that the Deshaun Watson projection that you sent me is not nearly enough. Okay, so we have a 32-year-old quarterback in Matthew Stafford that got sent from the Lions. Okay, the Lions are willing to eat this, okay? They're willing to get rid of their franchise quarterback. Excuse me, the Rams are willing to eat this. They're sending their 32-year-old quarterback to the Rams for two first-round picks, one in 2023, excuse me, one in 2022 and one in 2023, and a third-rounder. Also, they sent a you know pretty good quarterback in Jared Goff. So a starting caliber quarterback, two first-round picks, and a third-rounder is what got sent from L.A. to Detroit for Matthew Stafford. Okay, this is a 32-year-old quarterback who has an unbelievably talented arm, but age is, an, age is a thing in sports. When you kind of hit that, you know, mid to late 30 precipice, some guys trail off quickly. Some guys are able to hang on and last till 45 like Tom Brady. So you don't know. Trading for Stafford now could be a good thing. But trading for someone as young as Deshaun, I think it's going to take more. So we've, we this is a two first and a third plus a starting caliber quarterback. The, you, you and I are huge Patriots fans. I don't think, I don't think Bill Belichick has got enough. I don't think now keep in mind when I say that the GM for the Texans just left the Patriots building. So he knows exactly what talent the Patriots have. And I honest to God believe that if Belichick calls him, Nick picks up the phone and says, Hey man, I love you, but you ain't got crap that I want. Click. I mean, for real, like I, in all, in all fairness, in your opinion right now, if Matthew Stafford took two first-round picks and a third, plus a starting caliber quarterback, how much is it going to take to get Deshaun? Nikhil Harry, Michelle. Both of one which of our tight ends. What tight ends? We don't have no tight ends. I said one of our tight ends. One of our low-end tight ends. Who? Izzo. Ryan Izzo. I don't know. Izzo? Izzo? You called him Isabel? That's how you start off. You shame that man. You call him Isabel? <laughs> no, I said Ryan. I know. Yeah, Ryan Izzo. Him and I don't then think he's um, con- under contract right now. Say what? I don't think he's even under contract right now. I think his contract's out. Well, we gotta do something, man. Like I want oh, I, Watson to go to New England, bro. I desperately want Deshaun Watson in New England. I'm not even gonna joke around with you. Desperately, I am. I told Chris in a previous episode, go ahead and uh, if I'm Bill, go ahead and send five first rounders. I don't care. Send all five for the next five years because we continually suck at using first-round picks. Just go ahead and get him. Go ahead and get this guy who could be an absolute uh, changer for everything, that could change the entire program, change it back to a dynasty. Because mm-hmm. New England has proven you give them a good quarterback and they can fill in the rest of the holes with nobodies that you've never heard of and still win it all. That is but true. I, I just I, – I'm, I'm, I will honestly be shocked – if they keep him in the same division, I mean, in, in the same conference, so to speak, why not? If, if you're, if you're going to trade him away, I would be very tempted to trade him to the NFC because I would never want to have to face him because every time you have to face him, then you have to deal with it all over again that you gave this guy up. 
Uh, another thing too, I was on Twitter and um, I follow I follow Matthew Barry a lot. He's a really cool dude, really smart football guy, and he's a fan of the Washington football team. Oh yeah. I saw that. Um, I I never thought of this in my head. I never occurred to it. I don't know why, but you know they got rid of um, Dwayne Haskins, which was a miracle for them. Like that was the best thing they could do. Who has signed Haskins. with the Steelers now? Yeah, that that that's another thing too. We won't talk <laughs> about that though. Uh, Alex Smith. As much as I love Alex Smith, he's a good football player, great competitor. He should win Comeback Player of the Year. He is sure. what. 32, 34. He's up oh, there in his 30s. I think he's older than that. I think he's closer to 36. 36, yeah. He's 36, and, I mean, he has an iron leg or whatever it's made out of. He's so, man. if I was them, I would I would trade away anything you can except for Scary Terry and uh, Chase Young. All right, here's, here's the hypothetical for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boss, Kevin, brought up today. He's a huge uh, Washington team. I, I, I still almost said Redskins. Uh, he's a huge Washington fan. Okay, they, he he was a you know HTTR guy all the way. Okay, he made a comment today when I saw him. I, we were talking, and uh, he said, "I'm gonna go ahead and start the rumor now that the Red Ha ah, the Washington football team <laughs> is going to get uh, Deshaun." And I was like, "Where did you hear that? What did you see?" I was like, "What do you have to offer?" He goes, "No, no, no. I'm just starting the rumor now." Okay, so here's the thing. All right, so. What if Washington made the call? What if Washington seriously said, hey, uh, we want him? What if Casario says, cool, uh, you can have him. Give me Alex Smith, Chase Young, and three first-rounders. You doing it? I would give you Alex Smith, the three first-rounders, and Terry McLaurin. I wouldn't touch touch chase young you can't trade terry if you're going to trade for a quarterback you got to give him a receiver they don't have anybody else on the, the roster that's worthwhile I, th- yeah. I i think in my personal opinion i trade i trade chase young now this goes out to our, our redskins fans i know that uh michael uh long will listen to the show every now and then he's a big redskins guy michael if you're if you hear this i want i want to hear your thoughts on this so you better hit me back up with this because I want to know from a Redskins perspective. Oh my gosh, I keep saying it. From a Washington football team perspective, dude, it's, it, they were one name my entire life, and they changed it after 36 years of me being alive. Come on, I'm messing up. No, hey, no, you got to be politically correct. Remember, yeah, I, I'm never, I've never been politically correct, and that doesn't work well in my job. Um, especially being around you. Yeah, <laughs> we can't talk about our jokes on here, Michael. I want to no. know, would you trade? Chase Young and three first rounders and Alex Smith right now for Deshaun Watson because I'm telling you right now I do it. The rest of their team, Montez Sweat, they got they still got a you know semi washed up Ryan Kerrigan on the other side. The two defensive tackles in the middle look really good, but your offense is garbage. Your offense is garbage. What what if you got a uh, a great quarterback for Ron Vera? What could he do? Could he win it all? Could he uh, continue to win the East? I mean that would be huge. Um, that's my opinion. Don't get me wrong with cam. Right. That's what I'm saying. If he could get to a super bowl with cam and a strong defense, if you could do that, then my God, you could win it all with Deshaun Watson. Mm -hmm. This guy can actually throw, but yeah, I I actually, I do take that back. I forgot that Washington's defense is actually really good, especially with Ryan. He's always Ryan. Is how do you say his last name? Kerrigan. Yeah. Kerrigan, which he he's gotten to the older side, but you know, he has surprised. I didn't trade him. I I can honestly imagine. Because I mean, he's been a, a 
Washington player his whole career. I can imagine him coming back to being a defensive coach or something like that, and that'll be huge for them. They drafted him, what, like out of – man, was it Iowa, Purdue? One of those Big Ten teams, I think, where they got him Mm. out of – I'll have to go look that up later. But, yeah, that that, – that could be huge. I, the Deshaun Watson thing just fascinates me. It's not often, in my opinion, that you see a guy of his age and his caliber on the trade market. And so it just it kind of blows my mind. I, I glossed over uh, the Rams and the uh, Lions trade, and I apologize for that because I was still focused on Deshaun. But I, I just, out of curiosity, the Rams, in my opinion, gave up a lot. I mean, a lot. Oh, they do, 100%. But they've always had a record of doing that, too. Yeah, bro. Uh, their last first-round pick was in 2016. Guess who their pick was? Jared Goff. And I looked it up. They have not had a first-rounder since then, and they will not have another uh, first-rounder till like, 2024. Mm-hmm. They traded away picks to get uh, Brandon Cooks from the Patriots. They traded away picks to get Jalen Ramsey. They traded, like I think, two first-rounders to get Ramsey. So that's kind of why they've had no first-rounders since. They've been aggressive. Is it less? Is it less Sneed, their general manager, I think is his name? I could be calling out the wrong guy. If I am, I apologize. But Les Sneed has been extremely aggressive. He's the guy that gave ridiculous money to Todd Gurley. That failed. He gave ridiculous money to Goff. Uh, that probably arguably failed since you just traded him and you're probably going to have to eat a lot of that money as far as your dead cap. Um, And now you're bringing in a guy who's 32 years old and has never played in a prolific offense. So I'm kind of hoping Matthew Stafford can can do well. I really am. He's got an unbelievably talented arm. I don't know if you saw that uh, no-look pass he threw that touchdown this year uh, bro I know everybody talks about that Mahomes pass but that no look pass from Stafford was stupid he threw into a tiny window where the guy was not even close and it was perfect but I'm just curious who won that trade do you believe the Lions or the Rams won that trade to looking at it now the Rams but to looking at it in the future the Lions I could see why you would say that in the and I kind of agree with you on that in that standpoint the Rams are definitely in win now mode um you got Ramsey. You, I mean, you've, you've got some guys over there, on, the, especially on the defensive side, that you're paying money to. I mean, you got Ramsey. You got Aaron Donald. Um, Robert Woods is doing pretty decent. You might, you might have a good running back in Cam Akers. Uh, and then your boy, uh, what's his name again? That guy you really love and you want on your fantasy team at all times? The Cup. The Cup. That's right, Cooper Cup. So, actually, from now on, if I yell cup check, it's going to mean something different with you. It's going to be, did you get him <laughs> Did you get him in your fantasy draft? Oh, I have to – this is my ADHD going wild. I got to ask you, I know that in your family league, in the Q League, when you were playing don't this year – Don't you dare. I haven't even got to it yet. I know, I know but don't you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> you didn't get – I mean, we, we cup checked you at the beginning of the season. You didn't have your boy. Were you able to finally get him away from your uncle? No, because um, according to my uncle, I am a shady trader. <laughs> I don't know who isn't a shady trader. If you're trading in fantasies because you think you got something on somebody else. Well, he, he's had a grudge on me, too, because what was it, last year? This is going to be a short topic. I don't want to get off your agenda. But <laughs> last year, uh, we traded – I traded him for um, – I got Russell Wilson from him, and I gave him, like, a running back, I think. I can't remember what it was. I got a, who was the running back? Can you remember? No. I got to um, know. If you traded – like, if he traded away Russell Wilson for, like, a middling running back 
is he are you a shady trader or did you just take advantage of the uninitiated no it was um it was sony michelle no it wasn't sony michelle no Ooh. that was another trade Ooh. um dude i'm a pats fan that would have been shady it would have been shady i can't remember it i think it was david johnson no it wasn't david johnson either. <laughs> No, it wasn't David Johnson. Oh, so it doesn't even matter. So, it, but regardless, he ended up on the short end of that one. So he, he was did unwilling. End, but also, it was another thing too. I played him that week when I got Russell Wilson, and I played Russell Wilson against him, and I won because of Russell Wilson. So, <laughs> man, that's that's pretty good. Uh, so I, I gotta ask in the Q League, mm. didn't have your boy. How'd you do? I came in third. Third, third, okay. Because I know in the John and Chris League, you were not in the championship. No, I came in third as well. I came in third in all three leagues. Just on all three leagues. That's well, you're nothing if not consistent. I'll give you that. I, yeah, I played. I, well, I mean, I was second last year, and then the year before, I no, the year before I was in third as well. So it's just it was third, third, and second. Oh, that so, sucks. No, uh, third, I played. Second, I played. Third. I played two leagues this year. I won the championship in this league, the John and Chris show, and then our other league I played in, I uh, finished second. Finished second to my son. To my son. Ah. And it's not even the cool one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't wait till he hears that. He's going to be so mad at you. <laughs> yeah. He's going to be talking. He's not going to say anything. I still have the receipt for the Cowboys jersey if he does. Nah. All right, so uh, we both agree that uh, in the short term, we think the Rams won that trade, but long term, could be the Lions. Uh, I, it, it's it's going to take a couple years, I believe, to see who won that trade. I really do. I truly believe that because the Lions, uh, their their first rounders that they got from the Rams don't start till 2022 and 2023, so they can't even draft talent to fill in holes yet. They got to kind of build out. But good luck to them because um, their head coach sounds like a maniac. Dan Campbell. Yeah, I love that interview, dude. Dude, that, that did you? You loved that interview. The first one is um, Adam Gase. Whenever he looked like he was on meth, and he's doing that yeah, in the meeting yeah. where he's just looking like a crackhead. Like, but yeah. Dan Campbell talking about we're gonna bite your kneecap off, and then we're gonna smile at you, and then you're not gonna knock us down, and then we're gonna bite your other kneecap off, so you're gonna look like the guy from Monty Python's Holy Grail. I have, I'm yeah, I, was, I know what you're talking about. The black I was about to say, I was like, you're probably too young to even know what that is. No, I've seen that scene with the Black Knight. Yeah, I've seen it. Oh my gosh, that is a hilarious scene. If you've never seen that, please go look that up. That, oh, still hilarious to me. All right, so uh, we've been talking quarterbacks. So here's the thing we're going to get around to the Super Bowl here in a minute, I promise. Uh, the Jags have the number one pick. Mm. Okay. I want you to pretend that you are the GM of the Jags. You just hired Urban Meyer, phenomenal college football coach. Uh, everywhere he's been, he has taken a program that was middling or suffering, and he has turned it around. And in two of those places, he won national titles. He won three different national titles. Okay? So here's my question to you. Jags, you've been trash. You have a chance right now to have, with the number one pick, you can draft Trevor Lawrence. Do you draft Trevor Lawrence, or do you pick up the phone and ask about another Clemson, former Clemson quarterback down in Houston that we've been talking about this whole show, do you take Lawrence or do you trade for Watson? That's a tough one for me. I'm going to tell you honestly, that's a tough one. Do you want me to be honest with you? Always. 
<laughs> I would try. No, would I want Justin you to lie, Fields. Freddie. Lie to me. Yeah, I would draft Justin Fields if I was what? A manager. Whoa, are you for real right now? Yeah. Okay. Are you saying that because it's Urban and that was his team? Granted, he never coached Justin Fields. He never recruited Justin Fields. Are you telling me right now that you truly believe that Justin Fields is a better quarterback overall than Trevor Lawrence? I don't – I'm not saying Justin Fields is a better – I feel – I think Justin Fields is a better physically than Trevor Lawrence, but Trevor Lawrence beats anybody mentally and leader-wise. Dude, was not expecting that answer. <laughs> what? Hey, I told you, man, I'm the, the wild you, card, bro. I, you do. No you play thinking, some wild cards. Okay, so you're you're honestly telling me that Trevor Lawrence is not a surefire first overall pick for you. That if you're oh, Jacksonville, no, one, I 100 think Trevor Lawrence is a surefire surefire one shot one number one draft pick because not for you the though. If you're the if you're the next Peyton Manning. Hmm? Wow, wow! I'm on it. You have shocked me. I'm almost speechless right now. Well, not, I mean, yeah, you're going to be speechless, and the people listening to this podcast are going to be speechless. I'm probably going to get a lot of texts from a lot of people saying that. I hope so. I hope Adonis texts you and just like, what are you talking about? I mean, you could just link my phone number in your podcast. Just be like, hey, if you want to argue with we'll him. Put it right there on the bottom of the screen. Phone. Text yeah, just, text Freddie and tell, tell him how crazy he is. No, just do it because, I mean, like, you got to remember, they played against each other in one of the playoffs for the college. I don't remember what it's called. What is that? What was the bowl that they were playing in? Yeah, the bowl doesn't matter. I can never keep up with the bowls. But you, are you talking well, about this year? Or the year? You're the, talking about we'll last year? The, we'll call it the AFC Championship. Well, that would be better. <laughs> the AFC Championship of college. Whenever they played against each other, Justin Fields outranked Trevor Lawrence by a lot in that game. You're, that you're game referen- specifically. I'm not saying college-wise. I'm just saying that game specifically. But you're referencing the most recent game. Mm-hmm. What about the year before? I did not see the year before. Uh, exactly. The year before he got worked. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence was way ahead of him on that one. Now yeah. I'm not arguing. With also, you. Justin Fields threw like six touchdowns that game, or something, something crazy. Mm. I mean, he he was putting up freaking numbers on a Clemson defense that was supposed to be fantastic. I'm not arguing that part, but a body of work overall, I I have a hard time drafting Justin Fields. I personally have a hard time drafting Fields over Lawrence, just as an overall body of work. Now Lawrence has played uh, one more year of college. Then Fields. Fields ended up transferring from Georgia to Ohio State. Uh, there was a lot of problems when he was at Georgia's. Apparently, like truly legit. Apparently, he faced some racial crap down there in Georgia. So I don't blame him from transferring. He transferred to a great place. I mean, he almost won a national title. Shout out to him for playing well and playing through a lot of pain. I, I'll give him credit. He gutted it out. He gutted out a lot of stuff this year. Um, but overall, I, I have a hard time drafting fields over him i just i personally feel lawrence is probably better and i you know anybody else please come at me if you disagree if you agree with freddie i would i want to hear the justification behind it and i'm okay but i'm not like being ugly about it i'm like i really do want to hear what your reasoning is beyond one game beyond one game that's all i'm saying i want to i want to like i'm not saying lawrence is worse than fields i do believe lawrence is the better player but you just can't draft to me, as a general manager, you cannot draft a great player just because you want a great player. You have to have right. something that fits the scheme, and you have to have something that fits the squad. I think that you, if you have a chance to get a potential 
all-time player. Mm-hmm. They are talking about Justin Fields as if he could be the next Peyton, not Justin Fields. They are talking about Trevor Lawrence as if he could be the next surefire thing next to Peyton Manning. That's how they view his abilities. Mm-hmm. Okay, no one that I've heard views Justin Fields to be in Peyton Manning territory. Now, they are not saying that he can't be a fantastic quarterback. Um, I just – I wonder, man, how do you pass up on a guy that could be an all-time great quarterback for a guy that could be good but maybe not all-time? I think you change the roster to fit that guy. Like when you have a chance to draft a Kobe, you change your you change to draft a Kobe, right? You don't just say, yeah. ah, Kobe doesn't fit our system. You better You better make it fit. You better yeah. make it. I fit. mean, I, I agree with you. It's just it's going to be a lot of work. I mean, Jacksonville is a very young team, as we can. They see are right a very now. young team. They are a very young team. They got a ton of cap space. They could go get Allen. They could bring back Allen Robinson. They could bring him back. Yeah. I mean, they could go get some talent to put around Trevor Lawrence, and they could they could be back to contenders very quickly. Their division, Houston sucks. Houston sucks. They can't get their crap together. They may be losing an all-time quarterback. Okay. Uh, Indianapolis just had their quarterback retire. The Titans, I feel like, underachieved, and I think their window's closing. So you could potentially be back to the top of your division quickly if you manage it correctly down there in Jacksonville. So I I don't know. But, man, if I'm the Jags, and, and back to the original question, my ADHD is strong in this recording. I struggle with the idea of not calling Houston. I understand uh, Trevor Lawrence is an all-time quarterback, but Deshaun Watson's a proven NFL quarterback, a proven NFL quarterback. How can you not call and see what it would take? That's that's just my opinion. I feel like if the opportunity came, you should make that trade to get Deshaun Watson. I know Trevor Lawrence may be something someday. It may not be day one, but Deshaun Watson can walk into your building day one and be the guy, day one. So I feel like they've got to make that call. Are they probably going to make that call? Probably not. Um, I truly believe – I'm not happy about it, but I truly believe that it will either be the uh, the Jets or the Dolphins that somehow swing the trade to get, uh, to get Deshaun Watson if the trade occurs because they have all the first-rounders to do it and they could trade back – a quarterback prospect in Darnold for the uh, for the Jets. Not saying it's a great quarterback prospect or Tua for the Dolphins, plus some first rounders, three first rounders each. Mm-hmm. That could be hard to pass up. That's all I'm saying. That could be hard for Casario to pass up rebuilding that program. They have no first rounders. They have no cap space, and then you just bring in talent and money, so to speak. All right. So we've been rambling on about this quarterback carousel and all the craziness going down in Houston. But this week, you know, next Sunday, there's a big game going on. So our former quarterback, mm-hmm. sad to see him leave New England. I don't blame him. I respect him for getting out of there and putting himself in a good situation. Our quarterback is going to his 10th Super Bowl. The mm-hmm. Buccaneers are going to be there, and they are going to be playing at home, first team ever to do it, and they're going to be playing against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So here's the question. All that offensive talent that the Chiefs have, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, hopefully, hopefully Edwards Hilaire is healthy. They still got Le'Veon Bell, who's, you know, doing something to help him. Mm-hmm. Mahomes, if his toe is healthy, that is a scary offense. 
Mm-hmm. Like they, I mean, they, they're, they're just making up plays on the fly. I think I really believe he's like drawing on the back of the football, telling them where to go, like straight up, like backyard football is what it looks like. He just runs, <laughs> he just runs around and just flings it effortlessly. Yeah. Where Tom requires precision, he requires them to be on point, timing and expertise and all that kind of stuff like that. Totally different quarterbacks. I gotta ask, in your opinion, does Tom win his seventh, or does Patrick further his process of trying to catch Tom and win his second? Tom. Tom, you're taking him. You're taking the Bucks. I am, dude. You are wild carding this entire episode, and I love it. I, I he, truly, I think the Chiefs are going to do it. I do. I think, I think the Chiefs' offense is just going to be too much. But tell, please tell me why the Bucks are going to do it because I love it. Yeah, uh, you never go against Tom. That's the old saying. All right. I love this. Every Everybody every every guy says it. Stephen A. Smith says it. Um, Max Kilmer says it. Everybody says he never bet against Tom. So I always I always stand true to that. Dude. Even though he's on another team, I'm still a Tom fan. And they have my boy Gronk too. My Gronk is my favorite player ever. He's my favorite tight end ever. He's yes. slightly washed up this year, but yeah. Yeah, yeah but our, he's our, he, he's still got a little bit in the gas tank. A little bit. From what I've seen. Our buddy uh Ray Sanchez. Ray huge Bucks fan. He's been talking crap to me for years about how his Bucks are one and oh in the championship, you know, because mm-hmm. my Patriots lost two to the Giants. But he's been talking junk to me about the fact that they were one and oh. And I'm just like, bro, chill, 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 chill. And sure enough, his Bucks go get the greatest quarterback of all time. And now they are in the championship. And Ray would be, oh my gosh, I couldn't go around him. There's no way we can – if they win this game, we're going to have to avoid Ray. His head his head won't fit through doors if they win this game. I just want you to understand that. And, Ray, if you hear this, I mean it with all love, but your head won't fit through that door if your team wins this. And it's uh, it going to be fit, hilarious. I mean, you, can just, you can just shut them down easily. I can just tell uh, oh them, hey, y'all have to get the greatest quarterback ever. So, I mean, that's just yeah, well, that's another hey. point from us. Yeah. But I just – golly, man. If they win it – how about that, dude? All right, consider – okay, Michael Jordan's – Considered the greatest basketball player of all time. He won six championships. Granted, he went 6-0. and Bill Russell had 11. But Michael's just considered the greatest basketball player of all time to a certain generation. The younger generation now considers LeBron, even though he's only won four. Okay. Tom, if he wins his seventh Super Bowl, I mean, that, that, that puts him in a class of his own, right? It's got to put him in a class of his own, like above Jordan, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Like he won yeah. six with one team and then goes and wins another one with another team after like just one year and could potentially be back there in the next year or two because their roster is pretty freaking stacked. Yeah, they are. Oh my gosh. And their they division just the, got worse if Breeze retires. Yeah, they are the, uh, yeah, it's not even a competition with Rogers. I don't even care what anybody says. The Rogers stands out there. You can come face me. I don't care. Is oh, so you're, you're willing to stand ever. behind it right now that Brady is definitely a better quarterback than Rodgers. I think that the overall stats of his career, but you're just saying head-to-head, there's not even a question. Yes. Oh, I love it. And it, 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 hot irks me, it irks me so bad that everybody always like tries to compare Tom with Brady, Tom with Rodgers, Tom with Rodgers, Tom with Rodgers. No. Right, because Rodgers only got one championship and can't win his own division. Rodgers only has one NFC championship. Wow, that was touche. What what did Stephen A. say the other day? He's one and four in NFC championships. Yeah, he's one and four. 
Tom is six and three in the Super Bowl. Six and two. Three, because of the Eagles. TJ, I forgot about that one. I apologize. Yes, he's Thomas 63 against the Super Bowl, a game that's even bigger than the NFC Championship and the AFC Championship. And how are you going to have an MVP caliber year with the best receiver right now in the NFL and two really good running backs and a tight end that stepped up his game a lot with the second best O-line, in my opinion, and have a good coach who is very aggressive like Sean McVay, which fit their scheme perfectly. And lose to the Bucks that everybody said was not a caliber NFL Super Bowl team, and everybody was saying that they're a stag team, but they are not a team combined. So, would you argue that he did excellent on offense, but their defense was trash? Would you, uh, would you take the blame off of him and put it on since Mike Pettin didn't get his contract renewed as their defensive coordinator? Was the defense the problem for Rodgers this year? I think. I mean, he had their defense was I, I agree. great. Their, their I mean, defense was great. It was the greatest. It was probably one of the best ones since uh since prime Clay Matthews. She, give me give me the Reggie White years. And the Reggie White years, yeah. Yeah, I must say, give me the Reggie White years. That man was a freak. Man. But I think honestly, overall in that game, it must it it was probably the tension and the miscommunication between Rogers and LaFleur, the coach. Well, yeah, Matt LaFleur and him, they're they're gonna have to work some things out, that's for sure, because uh Aaron's already started playing woe is me and you know that kind of stuff so yeah. uh, that's I don't what know. costed them uh, did you did you see the video of him sitting in the back of the truck oh yeah 100 i saw that. that was funny i was trying to figure out i'm like why is this multi-millionaire sitting in the back of this like beat up ram truck holding up an empty can- case of beer like what is happening did you did you hear the story behind that mm-hmm so apparently the Packers is rich, you know, as rich as they are and doing all this stuff. Now they, they definitely don't have one uh, team owner. They've literally own. They're like, they treat it like a stock, like it's GameStop or something. And they have yeah. thousands of people that own stock in the team. So that's how yeah. that works. Their practice practice facility is not right there. They have to travel in pads down the road to the track practice facility. And then that, that was them riding back from practice. Their $40 million quarterback is sitting in the back of a truck on the way back from a practice from O-Lyman driving. I'm like, oh, my gosh, how sketchy is that? Look, I've only been to one NFL uh, game in person. Mm. Two, I take that back. The first game I ever got to go to, uh, a buddy of mine who's a huge Packers fan calls me up and says, hey, I got free tickets, free hotel. All you got to do is help pay for gas. Let's go. Let's go watch the Panthers lose to the Packers in Green Bay. I was like, bro, let's go. And it was a great trip for me because he drove 16 hours there, 16 hours back, and I just got to chill, take naps. I was having a great time. But I'm going to tell you honestly, (laughs) we left the hotel where we were staying at, and we went to the game, and it was exciting. I was like, man, I've never seen an NFL stadium. I'm really excited about this. Um, We parked in front of somebody's house on a street in a neighborhood and just walked up to the stadium. Their stadium is surrounded by houses. Like, <laughs> legit. Half of their stadium is just surrounded by houses. And I was like, what the heck? Like, it was so weird because I'm used to, like, seeing the Panther Stadium, and it's all downtown, industrial, and apartments, and all kind of stuff like that. But these are, like, just people's houses playing outside and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, Green Bay is just different, man. And I'll be honest with you, I kind of like them for it. 
So the video of seeing Aaron Rodgers like riding out of that neighborhood or whatever from the practice facility, I'm like, bro, that is crazy. That I mean, that is just crazy. My buddy went back and was just like standing in the parking lot one day, and their former coach, now the Dallas Cowboys coach, just kind of like walked by him in the parking lot. Mike McCarthy just walked by him and just waved hey and just walked over there to get something to eat somewhere. And I was like, how crazy is that? Yeah, I'd be flipping out. Right. But so there's there's our picks. Freddie says the Bucks are gonna win. I say the Chiefs are gonna win. Uh, regardless, hopefully to be a good game. Uh, I'm interested because my wife's kind of favorite parts of the Super Bowl are the commercials and the halftime show. And from what I understand, there are a lot of companies that aren't doing commercials this year that always do commercials. Like Budweiser pulled out after doing like 37 straight years of Super Bowl commercials. They're they're taking the PR points and they're taking all that money that they would have spent millions of dollars to put that commercial in there. And they're supposedly putting it towards COVID vaccines or something. So shout out to them for that, I guess. But as long as the Doritos commercial is there, I am happy. Yes, the Doritos commercials are the best. Uh, my favorite one was that little kid that slapped that man for that was trying to eat his Doritos. Just pa! I'm like, oh, I felt that. That was good. I like the time travel one too. That one was my favorite. <laughs> Did you ever see the guy with the uh, the crystal ball in his hand standing in front of the Doritos machine talking about? Yes, yes, yes. Hey, yes. I love that. What are you doing? I'm trying to see if we're gonna get Doritos. What's it say? It says yes, and he throws it through there. Throws yeah, it through. Yeah, we were talking like, about that at work the other day too. That was fun. Heck yeah, dude. That was a good commercial. All right, so. Let's see next week if who's talking junk to who about who got their Super Bowl pick correct. And I want to see more about how these hot takes that you took about who should be the first overall pick and who should get traded where. Bro, you were fantastic today on the show. I cannot appreciate you more for doing what you did and saying what you said today. You have made it entertaining as always. Yeah. So I mean, I had, I had way more situations and stuff like that, but there there are some really, really wild ones. Like there's one that's literally – um, what was it? There was one that was literally Tua, um, the Dolphins trade for Watson. Tua goes to the Raiders over that trade. It, it's it's crazy. I've I've been thinking about it a lot. There, there's a lot. What you're you're pulling out multi-team trades? Yeah, I mean they, people do it all the time. Put that one on paper because I want to put that graphic up next time. I'll do that one and then I'll do the Jets one where Darnold gets sent to the Colts too. I want to do the mad scientist thing where you're doing that with your hair exactly as it is right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see if I survive next week too after everyone's wild takes. Yes, uh, let's let's see the reactions because you know your cousins are coming for you. Adonis and Juan and the rest are going to be they're going to have some words for you. I can promise you. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Ethan, the the ginger wonder. <coughs> Bless you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> All right, dude. Thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next time.